This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey ActiveXer, so in this episode of the podcast, I'll be focusing on treatment options for sciatica. Now, I'll cover everything from massage right through to surgery and everything in between. But before we get into that, it's vitally important that we're all talking about the same thing. So if you're not sure what sciatica is, whether you have sciatica or not, then please go back to one of the previous episodes of the podcast. I think there's one entitled, Do I Have Sciatica? or What is Sciatica? So go back and just make sure that we're talking about the same thing. Now, a little bit more to elaborate on that. There are broadly two types of sciatica. Okay, I'm going to come back full circle to the treatment options, but it's important that you understand what we're trying to treat. So there are two types of sciatica. Firstly, we have nerve compression sciatica, and then we have non-nerve compression sciatica. Now again, I've covered this in more detail, so I'm gonna whiz through it quickly, go back to previous episodes if you want me to do this more slowly. So your sciatic nerve has a number of tributaries. They are called spinal nerve roots, lumbar and sacral spinal nerve roots. So we'll call them L4, L5, S1, and S2, and they join together to form your sciatic nerve. Think of them like the tributaries of a big river. Sciatic nerve, big nerve, let's call it the Amazon, and it has tributaries. So irritation either directly of the sciatic nerve itself or of one of its tributaries is called, or I'm calling, nerve compression sciatica. And the treatment options for that are different to the treatment options for non-nerve compression sciatica. What is non-nerve compression sciatica? Well, it's where there isn't compression of one of those nerves, either the sciatic nerve itself or one of its tributaries. But the pain, and sometimes pins and needles as well, is caused by what we call referred pain. So think about that part of your leg, buttock, being supplied by the sciatic nerve and those lumbar and sacral nerve roots. Those lumbar and sacral nerve roots also supply other parts of your body, including your lower back. And if you have a problem there, the pain that causes can be referred or sent to the sciatic distribution. So your brain feels it down in the sciatic area, but it's actually all coming from one place. That's called referred pain. And the treatment for options for that are slightly different to the treatment options for nerve compression sciatica. So, after that preamble, let's dive in. So what are the treatment options for nerve compression sciatica? Now, there are more moderate and what we call low-risk low interventions, and those can be things where we're just trying to ameliorate your symptoms, and then all the way through to actually surgery where you're trying to reduce the compressive irritation on those nerves. 
So let's deal with surgery first, because in a sense, it's the least complex and the easiest to understand. If you can imagine, you have a nerve, and let's say in this instance, you have a disc problem, a disc bulging and putting direct pressure on that nerve. Surgeon is going to visualize that first by use of an MRI or CT scan. Then he or she is going to go in and cut away that little bit of uh, disc and remove that compressive or irritating influence on the nerve. There we have it. So that's surgery. There's one option. The contrast to that is actually not doing surgery. So it's just leaving it alone and allowing time to be the healer. And again, sticking to disc problems, we do know that the vast majority of disc problems can, what they call, resolve spontaneously. So your immune system basically breaks down that, in this case, a bit of disc that's in the wrong place. It breaks it down, it removes it, the disc heals over, and hunky-dory, everything's fine. Wish it were that easy. And the chances are, if you're watching this for you, you haven't found it that easy. But that does happen and can happen. So we have surgery, we have leaving it alone, and then somewhere in the middle, there are other options such as traction. So there are a number of companies around these days who offer large machines, which you lie in. Now they don't offer it to you, the kind of person with a sore back. You'd have to go to a clinic to have this. One of them, which I have great respect for, is a company called IDD Therapy. They're active here in the UK, but certainly in the US as well. You lie in this big machine, the clinician sets it all up, and then it applies targeted traction to the joint, where in this case, again, we're talking about disc problems, where the disc bulges, it tractions, it tractions, gentle pulsed traction. But of course, clinicians can do traction too. I myself have performed many a traction, pulsed again, targeted traction on a lumbar spine in order to promote recovery of particularly a disc problem. But it can, traction can be applied to more than just disc problems. Anything where we want to stimulate the blood flow, increase the nutrition coming into the area, wash away the inflammation, Targeted traction can be helpful. Depending on the size, on your size, on the patient's size, it can take a fair bit of physical effort, and that's where I guess the machine makes things certainly easier for the clinician. But it's certainly possible for a skilled clinician to apply traction to a lumbar spine to alleviate irritation of a compressed and irritated nerve. It is, of course, temporary. It only works while you're being tractioned but there should be longer lasting benefits from that if it's helping to improve rate of healing and so on. So those are the kind of direct things, the surgical intervention, the, uh, the traction. Of course, you can also stick injections in there. So corticosteroid injections, which are designed to kill locally suppress inflammation. So very commonly when there is a compressed, irritated nerve, inflammation is involved. So putting a corticosteroid injection in there is another option. More severe end of the spectrum is what they call nerve ablation, where you can actually essentially kill off that nerve. Yeah, that's very much end. That's an end game. And again, none of these guarantee success, either in the short or the long term. And of course, some of them come with significantly more risk than others. But those are the interventions that are looking for, if you like, a structural solution. 
Other ones are more just ameliorating the symptoms of nerve compression sciatica, and that can be various drugs. There are some drugs very commonly prescribed by doctors for nerve-related pain. Interestingly, not always recommended in the clinical guidelines, but nonetheless, a number of doctors do use them to reduce nerve-related pain. Then, of course, you have other interventions Acupuncture can be helpful in reducing pain. Manual therapy, so clinical guidelines are in favor of manual therapy for sciatica, but of course, we're not necessarily solving the compression of your nerve, but there is evidence that manual therapy can be helpful in particularly the early to mid stages of sciatica. And that brings me on to the non-nerve compression sciatica category. And what are the treatment options there? Surgery clearly isn't appropriate, neither is traction. So if there isn't direct compression, direct irritation of your sciatic nerve or one of its tributaries, then there's no point in diving in with a big kind of gross intervention like surgery or traction. But with any referred pain, then manual therapy certainly has a role to play. Acupuncture can, medication can, but remember, particularly the medication end of the spectrum, we're just talking about relievers here rather than preventers. Now, of course, what is also relevant and always is to both categories is exercise and movement especially. So exercise, there may be some specific exercises that can be helpful for nerve compression or indeed non-nerve compression sciatica. But movement as a whole, you'll remember my golden rule, use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. So any movement that seems to be comfortable for you to do and doesn't aggravate your pain is a good thing and very much encouraged by me. So try and remain as active and do everyday activities as best you can, so long as it isn't clearly aggravating your pain. Now, if you want a more tailored solution than that, and particularly more specific guidance on which exercises are right for your kind of sciatica, then please make use of the free assessment on backpainandsciatica.com. If you go to the website, backpainandsciatica.com, you can do a free assessment there. The output from that is a 10-page report, including which exercises and movements are most appropriate for you. Okay, so there we have it. Treatment options for sciatica, both nerve compression sciatica and non-nerve compression sciatica. Hope it's been helpful. As ever, reach out to me if you need any more targeted personal assistance. And again, remember, do the free assessment. It's there 24-7, 365 days a year. You can do it anytime and it will start you on your journey to relief and prevention of, in this case, sciatica, but low back pain as well. Okay, see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you'd like a free assessment to set you on track to relief and prevention, just go to backpainandsciatica.com And if you found this episode helpful, please pass it along to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXPacks.